pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. High Five Casino Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A 17-year-old girl is kidnapped. This is a time when she should be thinking about high school prom and whether she's going to make an A or a B on a final exam. But Carla Walker is kidnapped. Think about it. My twins are now 14. Carla just 17 years old when she becomes a victim of violent crime. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our friends at NBC5. This parking lot was a hub of activity, a place where all the young Westsiders would escape for entertainment. Certainly, no one ever imagined what would happen the night of February 17th. The doorbells just started ringing frantically in my parents' house. I mean, it was just banging, banging, banging. Cynthia Stone says it was then her family's living nightmare began. She was just 18 when her younger sister Carla vanished. Had blood just coming down his face, just screaming, they got her, they got her, they got her, they took her. 
Carla Walker was abducted. Investigators say the petite blonde was snatched from the passenger seat of her boyfriend Rodney's car in the bowling alley parking lot. Rodney told police he was hit over the head, knocked unconscious. When he woke up, Carla was gone. All he could remember were her last words. So oh, I, I know she was terrified. I know she was terrified. Um, and for her to say, go get help, I'll go with you, don't hurt him, that was the kind of person she was. You're hearing her family in the middle of a nightmare. Did you hear what they said? Phones start ringing, doorbell starts buzzing, and then they find out the worst, that Carla is gone. Now, from what you just heard, I guess the first thing cops are going to do is take a hard look at the boyfriend who managed to somehow survive while Carla was kidnapped. With me, an all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now. First of all, Dr. Kristen Middleman joining us, CDO, Authoram, Inc. Kim Davignon, Assistant Prosecutor, Tarrant County Criminal DA's Office. Her specialty is the Adult Sex Assault Unit, eight years in crimes against children. She knows her way around a courtroom, I can tell you that much. Dr. Alan Blockkey joining us. Forensic psychologist joining us out of Birmingham, Alabama, specializing in criminal child custody and abuse. Cheryl McCollum, founder, director of the Cold Case Research Institute. You can find her at coldcasecrimes.org. Dr. Kendall Crowns, chief medical examiner, and that's not easy to attain. Chief medical examiner, Tarrant County, that's Fort Worth, and at University of Texas, Texas A&M, Faculty University of Texas Medical Branch. But first, to Gina Tron, crime reporter with Oxygen.com. Thank you so much for being with us, Gina. I want to take it from the beginning. So Carla is on a date with her boyfriend just after Valentine's, Feb 17. And she's allegedly snatched from the passenger seat of a car. Is that correct? Yeah, they went on a date um, just a couple of days after Valentine's Day. Uh, you know, they went to the Valentine's Day dance. And afterwards, they partied with friends and stopped by a local bowling alley uh, to use the restroom. And it was there um, they were attacked after returning to um, to Rodney McCoy's car. He was a starting quarterback for the Western Hills Cougar football team. And, you know, they were just a couple teams out having a good time and, um, um, as they were getting back to, the, to his car in the parking lot of the bowling alley, um, he was beaten unconscious. And when he came to, um, Carla was gone. According to police reports, the boyfriend was actually pistol whipped. To you, Cheryl McCollum, you and I have seen plenty of cases where a victim is pistol whipped. Explain what we're talking about. They just take the butt end of a gun, the handle, and they use it as their weapon so they don't shoot them but they use that you know wooden handle to you know beat the daylights out of somebody and in this case beat her boyfriend unconscious right off the bat you know when you started that off cheryl you made it sound so um let me just say you really put perfume on the pig because you go well they just take the uh, barrel of the pistol like that's not gonna hurt well it is gonna hurt nancy especially when you're being beaten by the handle, you could call it the grip of a pistol, about the face and the oh, head. Oh, could kill you. I've seen pistol yeah, whip cases where the person had broke, broken facial bones, their nose broken, 
the uh, eye sockets broken. I mean, Dr. Kendall Crowns, you ever seen a victim that's been pistol whipped? I have. You can do quite a bit of damage with the uh, butt end of a gun. You can fracture the skull and fracture the facial bones, etc. So it, it's actually quite the lethal weapon if you want to use it as a blunt object. To Kim Davignon, Kim, can you talk to me about the scenario, a generic scenario, not necessarily this one, where you've got a couple, a man and a woman in a car. You've The man happens to be the starting quarterback on the football team at high school, and the girl is just gone. And the man survives. Now, see, that would, that would raise the hair on the back of my neck in a general, typical scenario where he somehow survives the attack and she disappears. Certainly. And when you add in um, loss of consciousness and you add in um, a lapse in time, um, that boy in a generic scenario, would obviously become a person of interest. When you say lapse of time, what do you mean by that? Uh, there was certainly time period, a time period that could not be accounted for. And in this case, there was such a lapse in time, wasn't there, Kim? Yes, there was. What kind of time lapse are we looking at? You know, that's the thing. We don't really know. You're right. Everyone was intoxicated and everyone was out partying. And so it wasn't like people were watching the clock. So we'll never know for sure. But there is certainly a gap in time from the attack on Rodney in the car and when Rodney shows up at the Walker's house. Wow. Now, the only thing that makes Rodney somewhat believable at this point is the degree of of his injuries. I want you to take a listen again to Ashley Berry, our friend at NBC5. This parking lot was a hub of activity, a place where all the young Westsiders would escape for entertainment. Certainly, no one ever imagined what would happen the night of February 17th. The doorbells just started ringing frantically in my parents' house. I mean, it was just banging, banging, banging. Cynthia Stone says it was then her family's living nightmare began. She was just 18 when her younger sister Carla vanished. Had blood just coming down his face, just screaming, they got her, they got her, they got her, they took her. Carla Walker was abducted. Investigators say the petite blonde was snatched from the passenger seat of her boyfriend Rodney's car in the bowling alley parking lot. Rodney told police he was hit over the head, knocked unconscious. When he woke up, Carla was gone. All he could remember were her last words. Oh, I, I know she was terrified. I know she was terrified. Um, and for her to say, go get help, I'll go with you, don't hurt him. That was the kind of person she was. To Kim Davignon joining us from Tarrant County Criminal District Attorney's Office. Um, Kim, what time of the day or night was this? I know they had been to the dance. So it was a cold night in February. Um, it was the kind of night where the teenagers after the dance were all hanging out and um, drinking and having a good time after the dance. Um, just kind of a regular evening in, in juniors and senior years of, of high school. What time of the day or night was it? It was very late in the evening. It was after midnight. Okay. You know, uh, Cheryl McCollum, you've been in the courtroom with me many, many times. You as an investigator, me as a prosecutor. How many times have I told the jury, nothing good happens after midnight? Nothing. Nothing. You've, you've said it almost every single case we've ever worked. And, you know, it, it's anecdotal, which means I'm recounting from stories, not from statistical data. But I bet you 
anything. I bet you anything. Kim Davignon, the later it gets at night, the drunker people get, the higher they get, the more t- they're tireder, and everything goes to hell in a handbasket. I, I, I can't explain it in any other terms than that. But I know for a fact, Kim, nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah, our moms were all right about that, weren't they? Yeah, they really were. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Tired of wandering the aisles at Walgreens trying to find the best deals? Well, we've got something that'll make your shopping experience a whole lot sweeter. Introducing Drop, the app that rewards you with free gift cards just for doing your everyday shopping. Whether it's groceries, toiletries, or your favorite snacks. With Drop, every purchase earns you points towards fantastic rewards. Download the Drop app now. Use code DROP55 when you sign up to get $5 in points. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Think about it. This young girl, it's a very odd scenario. Very odd indeed. Because you got Cheryl McCollum in an open parking lot where there could be sure. witnesses. You've got a, a, a young girl with a date. For Pete's sake, he's a quarterback. Who's going to approach a quarterback and steal the girl? And pistol whip the quarterback, for Pete's sake. Somehow, at first blush, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. The other thing that we need to make sure we understand is what he's telling us is an ambush like blitz attack. So immediately there wasn't a threat of violence. Immediately right off the bat, there was violence. The first place you start, Kim, I don't know if you do this as well when you're prosecuting cases. Cheryl, I don't know if you do this, but I look at the parties involved. Credibility, who to believe is the sole province of the jury. And I want to make sure I believe my witnesses 
when I put them up on the stand and swear them on oath to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help them God. I want to know first that they're telling the truth. So who are these people? Take a listen to our friends at CrimeOnline.com. Carla Walker and Rodney McCoy are the poster couple for high school sweethearts. At 17, Walker is a 4-foot 11-inch blonde with blue eyes, a cheerleader. Rodney McCoy, with his boyish good looks, is a quarterback on the football team. It's just after Valentine's Day, February 16th, and the couple celebrate attending a Valentine's Day dance at their Western Hills High School in Fort Worth, Texas. After the dance, the couple hangs out with friends at a Taco Bell, then go to Ridgely, a bowling alley. When they get back to McCoy's car, Carla Walker is in the passenger seat, and the couple takes Valentine's Day to heart with some kissing. You know, Dr. Alan Blotke, Ph.D., is that not a little redundant, Blotke? I mean, you've got Dr. Alan Blotke, <laughs> Ph.D. I don't know. I didn't type that, I don't think. Okay, you know what? I'm going to give you the full Monty, Dr. Alan Blotke, Ph.D., uh, forensic yes. psychologist joining us out of Birmingham. Did you hear what even my friends at Crime Online did? His boyish good looks. You know, they said that about Ted Bundy. They said that about Scott Peterson. I didn't think either of them were even remotely attractive. Maybe I already knew the facts of the case or suspected. Why do people fall for the school quarterback and his boyish good looks? Uh, probably because he uses his good looks to his advantage. He's probably a nice guy. He's social. He's communicative. He shows interest. But again, the major thing, I go back to Haven't what, you ever heard, don't judge a book by its cover? I mean, I certainly didn't get my Ph.D. in psychology, but I know that much. But there's got to be that initial attraction, that initial uh, interest in somebody before you discover that they're not so good. You know, I'm curious about the search that ensued for Carla. To prosecutor joining us from Tarrant County, Kim Davignon, did he go straight to police or did he stop at Carla's home first? So he went straight to the Walker house. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting looking back now. There's not 911 in 1974. I think all of us, we have this instant, I'm going to call the police. But in 1974, you got to get to a phone. And she actually lived less than a mile away from the bowling alley. So um, that's where he went, to the Walker's house. Okay, at first, I didn't like that, that he didn't immediately go call 911, such as in the bowling alley. But knowing that the Walker's home was that close, he didn't have a cell phone, so he went there first. Okay, I can't make as much of a big deal about it as I thought <laughs> I could. So that's just one of those. You know, that proves, Kim, a lesson which I'm sure you have learned, as have I in court. Never ask the question in front of a jury that you don't know the answer to because you will it will blow up on your face. Once in a while, you might get lucky, but, uh, you know, sometimes on a cross, you just have to ask it because you're not going to get another chance. It's not your witness. But typically, that's just the kind of question you'd ask and get a blow up in court. Aha. Why didn't you call 911? Well, because their house was, you know, six houses (laughs) down. All right. So he goes straight to their house. And that is what the sister, one year older, is describing, hearing their doorbell. And, you know, Cheryl McCollum, I've heard that from victims' families so many times. They get the at the door, the doorbell, and they never forget it. They open it up, and they see a cop there. That's just what you don't want to see at 1 a.m. And this 
boyfriend, the quarterback, shows up with blood streaming down his face. And he says, she's gone. She's missing. Um, I've heard that over and over that people have a sense of premonition, a sense of dread, even before they hear the news, Cheryl. Well, what she's describing, too, is panic. I mean, he's ringing that doorbell just repeatedly trying to get some help. And, you know, from what we've heard, the last thing Carla said to him was, go get my dad. And these are young people. These are high school kids. Go get my dad. Yes. And I'm sure he was thinking, if I get her dad, it'll all be okay. You know, he can do something. He can save her. He can help us. So it it makes sense to me. You know, that, that just breaks my heart. You know, there's those certain facts in cases, and I've told you this before, Jackie, uh, in my first carjack murder case. You know, I've been to many an autopsy, a homicide scene, but there was something about this poignant fact that almost, almost brought me to tears in front of the jury. The young guy that was the murder victim, carjack murder victim, was shot in his driveway outside his family home. He lived with his mom and dad and the rest of his family. He was gunned down dead to get his car. And the neighbors saw it and ran out, then ran back in and got a pillow and put under his head, even though he was already dead. He just, just that pathos is, was very upsetting. And in this case, we're hearing, go get my dad, like dad could somehow be Superman and save her from what was to come. What do we know about the search for Carla Walker, this teen girl that's yanked out of the passenger seat at a bowling alley? How did the search go down, Kim? Well, it was the kind of search that, you know, this is this was the kind of crime that just shook our community. And so all resources were pulled to begin searching. And they searched high and low in every inch of Tarrant County. Um there had been some murders in years past um, that specifically one named Becky Martin who had gone missing the year before and her body was found in a culvert. And so a lot of resources were spent looking in kind of unincorporated areas, rural areas in cattle culverts and um, ditches and places like that um, because there was a thought, was this a serial situation? And so, Oh, my stars. So everybody immediately thought it was a serial killer or attacker back to gina tron joining us crime reporter with oxygen.com so the search is on and everyone is looking for carla in ditches similar to where becky was found the search goes on for several days then what happens then um yeah and also uh um you know, her boyfriend described the assailant as a five foot ten man, so they were looking for that's basically all they had to go off of. Um Genatron, yeah. that's a really good point. He describes the perp as a male five foot did you say ten? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you gotta take into account that he was seated at the time he saw the perp. He was sitting in the driver's seat. So with that description in mind, the search is on. Take a listen to our cut to our friends at NBC five. The first 48 hours were agonizing. Tireless search efforts turned up nothing. No phone calls, few leads. We just waited for We kept thinking, honestly, somebody would drive by in the middle of the night and push her out of the car. And 
In reality, though, it would be much worse. Three days later, just alongside of the road in a culvert here near Benbrook Lake, Carla's body was found. She had been beaten, raped, and strangled. Police say repeatedly tortured for days. And in an interesting twist and a puzzling discovery, the medical examiner ruled she had been injected with morphine. To medical examiner joining us from Tarrant County, the chief medical examiner there, Dr. Kendall Crowns, how can they determine that this teen girl had been tortured for two days? They find her body on day three. How did they know she had been tortured for two days? Not three days, not one day, but two days. Well, it'd be a combination of things. So the torture aspect, it would be the cluster of the injuries about her body. You know, she could have abrasions or uh, possible uh, injuries that look like she's been bound or even burn marks or whip marks, things of that nature that aren't necessarily immediately lethal, but uh, them being about her body shows that she's been tortured. As far as the number of days are concerned, it's if she's not showing a decomposition changes, then they were probably theorizing that she was alive up until a certain point. And that's why with the number of injuries, it looks like she had survived for a period of time while sustaining the injuries. So that would lead to the opinion of torture. Was her body out in the open? So first off, her body was found in a culvert, but I will say the idea that she was alive for days has has been, it was a theory at the beginning that has since been debunked. And so I want to make sure that we're clear about that. Um, Due to the temperature, it was particularly cold. And in the culvert, it was uh, the the on-scene police officers described it as feeling like a refrigerator. Um, Also with her blood alcohol level, um, we know for sure she died pretty soon after being abducted. And so the original theory was that, Perhaps there had been days, um, but, and she certainly was tortured. I want to be very clear about that, but um, there was not a period of days. It, it was a period of days until we found her. So let me circle back with that knowledge. What about it, Dr. Kendall Crowns? Explain how the body will still look as if it had, if the, she had only been killed recently because of the temperature. How does that work? So decomposition is basically the body breaking down after death, uh, being turned into, you know, basically uh, simpler forms of matter, eventually dirt. And that that happens with the activity of bacteria. And if it is the body is in a cold environment, the bacteria are slowed or even uh, inhibited. So the body doesn't decompose at at a faster rate. So you can be out in a cold environment and not uh, show any signs of decomposition, even though you've been dead for days. I know that this is a very elementary comparison, but it's like putting food in the fridge versus leaving it out. You put it in the fridge, it stays fresh for a period of time. Here, her body looked as if it had just been left there. But in fact, it had been there, according to Kim Davignon in the DA's office, for a couple of days. And another interesting fact to you, Kim, she was found in a culvert, of course, which is a tunnel carrying a stream or an open uh, drain under a road or even under a railroad. Was her body 
covered by a road or a railroad? Had she been dragged underneath a road? So she definitely had been placed underneath a road. The culvert in particular ran underneath a kind of county road. Um, I, we don't believe she was drugged there given the the way the debris was settled around. And, the, and it was a completely dry culvert at the time. So if she wasn't dragged there, then how did she get there? I mean, the... the the assumption would be she was carried into the culvert. Carried into the culvert. So out in the elements, it's a pretty tall culvert. Like it's a it's a a person can stand in it. It's about it's a tall culvert. And that leads me to the morphine, which is a huge clue in this case, and in my mind would rule out the high school quarterback, the All American scrubbed in sunshine. Uh, quarterback for the high school team. Cheryl McCollum, agree, disagree? I completely agree. In 1974, morphine is not something you buy on the street. It's not something a 17-year-old kid would have that he bought in or near the high school. Not at all. And plus, there was no indication that he had ever used morphine or had access to morphine. So who would have morphine? Take a listen to Our Cut 3, our friends at NBC5. Who would have such access to a powerful drug like morphine? Did the suspect have a medical background? Over the years, detectives asked those questions and many others honed in on several suspects. But evidence collected from the crime scene turned up nothing. Cynthia believes much of it was tainted. Who do you think killed your sister? I don't know, really. I don't know. Just imagine, all these years later not knowing a case gone cold i want justice for her taken from a parking lot now silent testimony to a decades-old murder mystery and the family is left to hang in the wind to suffer as weeks then months then years go by with no resolution take a listen to our cut for our friend alice barr i've sat in this parking lot many many uh, code nights on. 45 years is a long time to wonder. Where, when, why, how come? What happened to someone you love? For her, I just want it done. I want it closed. Carla Walker was just 17 the night she and her boyfriend parked outside of a West Fort Worth bowling alley. Then the uh, passenger door uh, flew open and a, and a guy leaned down with a cowboy hat and a gun and uh, grabbed Carla and started pulling her out. She actually- her boyfriend was knocked unconscious, and when he came to, Carla was gone. Her body found three days later in a culvert, beaten, raped, and strangled. I'll never forget the sadness and grief my mom had. I would always whisper in her ear that we're, we're going to find who did this to Carla. You know, that's pretty bold. It's giving me a- an insight into the killer's mind. To walk up to a car with a football quarterback in there with his date and drag her out of the car and pistol whip the quarterback? Who is this guy? I mean, what does that tell you, Cheryl? Brazen, bold, deliberate. This guy, Nancy, you and I talk all the time about how critical not just the first 48 are, but when you have a young person abducted, it's the first three hours that are critical the reason they were taken will become apparent in the first three hours to dr alan blotke joining us forensic psychologist out of birmingham alabama what does that tell you about the mind of the perp maybe that he's committed a violent crime before because he certainly has a lot of bravado walking up in a cowboy hat and uh, with a gun in his hand 
and trying to and snatching, not trying to, but snatching a teen girl from her quarterback boyfriend. Yeah, I doubt it's the first time that he's been aggressive and, and harmful. And let's not remember, it was late at night where there were probably fewer people around. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he planned it. He knew what he was doing and he executed it. Makes me think this is not his first time at the rodeo. Let's hear it from the horse's mouth. Let's hear from Carla's a boyfriend. Take a listen to our cut five. This is Todd Unger, WFAA. It was outside of a one-time bowling alley on Benbrook Highway where the hours after Valentine's Week dance turned for the worse. He opened the door and she was falling out and I went to grab her and he started uh, beating me over the head back here with a pistol. Rodney McCoy, Carla's boyfriend, was left knocked out she vanished. Said and done in just a matter of seconds. He was a high school football player. She, a pep squad member. And as one officer put it, we're looking everywhere. A WFAA report from the days after showed her photo, but investigators had little else to circulate until the body was found a few days later. For me, there, there, won't, there will never be any closure. Rodney's not a suspect in the case, one that has admittedly turned very cold. Then, out of the blue, the case is cold, comes an anonymous letter. And it's not the first time we've seen an anonymous letter. I think of BTK, Bind, Torture, Kill, Dennis Rader, um, and many others where somehow someone either wants to help solve the case or they want attention. Take a listen to our cut six, Alice Barr. It's an anonymous letter written and sent to police the same year that Carla died. It points to a potential suspect. Now police want to find who wrote it, hoping they'll have more evidence to finally solve a decades-old case. Now, a whisper from the past could bring long-sought answers. Trying to find who wrote this letter and... The letter was written in 1974 and rediscovered when new detectives took over the case. It lists a suspect name. Police have blanked out. Kill Carla Walker in Benbrook. P.S. It is hard to say, but it is true. Was he talked to back then or her? And what came of that? Investigators won't say any more, but found it important enough to go public. You know, we have social media. We have more exposure now than we ever did before, right? Right. He said something to somebody. Somebody's going to recognize that type of thought process and writing. And that's all we need is a phone call. A family that still feels deep loss. You've got that missing part. Praying for justice long overdue. We'll get resolution either in this life or in a better place. Following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Ever wolfed down a Big Mac and thought, I could use some extra cash? Mm -hmm. Meet Drop, the ultimate rewards app. Earn free gift cards for getting your daily coffee or late night drive-thru effortlessly. Just link a card, shop, and watch rewards stack. With Drop, it's like getting paid to indulge. Download Drop now and start earning. 
Use the code DROP22 for $5 in points instantly. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. It reminds me very much of Robert Durst, the real estate, Skion, the multimillionaire. And in his case, a letter emerges, an anonymous letter that was used years later to link him to a murder because of a misspelling of Beverly Hills. Guys, uh, an anonymous letter comes forward. What about it, Cheryl McCollum? This, to me, is is a huge clue because the you know the handwriting is real distinct. The way they sign it is unusual, and I think that's something law enforcement needs to center on. But also the fact that they're reaching out, the fact that somebody, because of guilt or whatever their reason is, has to contact mm-hmm. law enforcement, but they specifically sent it to Lieutenant Oliver Ball, which is Again, I think a clue. Somebody's watching the news. Somebody knows who to send this letter to. So not only does an anonymous letter emerge, but we need DNA. It's just that simple. Straight out to our DNA expert, Dr. Kristen Middleman, Chief Development Officer, Authoram, Inc. You can find her at dnasolves.com. Dr. Middleman, thank you for being with us. Is it possible to extract DNA in a case this old? And if so, where would you find the DNA at the crime scene? Um, It's absolutely possible to extract DNA from evidence in a case this old. Um, At Austin, we've been able to extract DNA successfully and identify someone from a case in 1881. Oh, wait, 1881. (laughs) Yes, that's correct. I've got to just ask you. In the 1881 case, where'd you get the DNA? Well, it was remains in that case, and we identified the victim, so we were able to get the DNA from the remains. In this case, the DNA was extracted from the bra, Carla Walker's bra, and there was an unknown profile found on the bra, and that is the DNA that was used to solve the case. Dr. Middleman, did you say the DNA in this case of Carla Walker was found on her bra? It was. Was it epithelial skin cells? Was it touch DNA? Was it uh, semen? Was it blood? What was it? It was semen DNA, which made it very probative 
um, in case there was a trial. Why do you say DNA from semen makes it very probative? In other words, it's very strong evidence that proves something. During a sexual assault, if there is semen DNA, it usually can be attributed to the um, unknown male. And because in this case, Rodney, um, Rodney's DNA is something that they could go back to and compare. Um, if there is another male um, semen DNA there, it would make sense to, to think that that person had something to do with the attack. Yeah, you know, it's very, it's one thing if you have DNA that's there innocently, like a male DNA on her coat or on her arm or on her hand, as opposed to male DNA in semen found on her bra when we know that she has been raped, tortured, and murdered. That's a whole nother ball game. So in this case, how do you take, how do you extract the old DNA now many, many decades later? In this case specifically, um, Siri Labs actually um, created the DNA extracts um, from, from Carla Walker's clothing. There were several extracts created and um, the one that was the least degraded and the highest quantity was sent to a different lab for advanced forensic testing and unfortunately did not build a profile. Um, and people thought this case was sort of stalled, cold forever, because um, there was there was advanced forensic testing done, there was standard forensic testing done, and no answers were um, found. And Ostrom is actually purpose-built for cases just like this, where DNA testing hasn't worked, even advanced DNA testing hasn't worked, and we're able to go in and create what we call a high-performing profile it's almost like taking a better picture, a clearer picture of the DNA that was found at the crime scene and looking at that and being able to make an identity and provide that investigative lead back to the detectives so that this cold case can now be solved. And as you said earlier, the family in this case was suffering. The family had spent 46 years trying to figure out what happened to, to their sister. Oh. 46 years. Yeah. Jim Walker lived in the same house. He wouldn't move because he hoped that someone would come and knock on the door and let him know, like at the end of their life, what they had done so that he could have closure, so his sister could have closure. And like we talked about Rodney, he was living under this cast of suspicion this entire time. He lost the person he loved most. Yet he was still living under this case of suspicion where he couldn't prove his innocence for 46 years. Oh, so you've got the victim's family suffering, and then you have the quarterback boyfriend now grown, and his whole life people thought he may have killed Carla and gotten away with it. And then suddenly, take a listen to our cut nine, our friends at DFW5. DNA technology didn't exist in February 1974 when Western Hills High School junior Carla Walker was kidnapped outside a bowling alley, her body found three days later near Benbrook Lake. In the 46 years since, police have searched for clues, but no arrests until now. I'm so thankful for the Fort Worth Police Department. Carla's brother, Jim. The feeling that I had when, when I was notified the word that came across my brain was finally, finally. 
Glenn McCurley, a 77-year-old retired truck driver, was living quietly with his wife in this modest home off Vickery Boulevard when police picked him up and booked him on capital murder. Wow. Kim Davignon joining us from Tarrant County DA's office. It's one thing to get DNA off the victim's bra, but how in the world do you know where to go then with that DNA? It's like when people go, hey, couldn't you get a fingerprint? And you say, yeah, I've got a fingerprint from the crime scene, but I got to find somebody to match it too. So let me go straight back to Dr. Middleman. How was the DNA off Carla's bra connected to this perp, Glenn McCurley? So we were able to build a high-performing DNA profile that was uploadable to um, genealogical databases consented for law enforcement use. This profile had hundreds and hundreds of thousands of markers. So when uploaded, we were able to identify um, all of the matches that were in the databases and where this person fit on a family tree. And we were able to identify that it was a McCurley and, and um, contact the investigators and let them know that there were um, two possibility, a few possibilities of who the person could be. And um, once the investigators heard that, he immediately recognized it was uh, Detective mm-hmm. Bennett. He immediately recognized that um, that name was on his suspect list from 1974. Amazing. So you have to go all the way back the family tree and then come back down and figure out who lives in the city, who was in the city at the time she was kidnapped. Take a listen to our cut eight. This is Lily Zhang. According to the arrest warrant, Fort Worth officers collected trash from a bin outside McCurley's home. They were tested, trying to find a match to DNA found on Walker's clothing, DNA that would later match McCurley. The feeling that I had when, when I was notified, the word that came across my brain was finally. Walker's brother Jim says the family has lived through dark days waiting for justice. But this resolution, he says, is something they've prayed for. Prayers, which now extend to McCurley, too. We don't hate you. We really are praying for you. I hope that the city of Fort Worth has prayers for the family. Uh, it's, it's not their fault. Guys, what it boils down to is because of DNA expertise, they're at Othram, Inc., Going all the way back for about 100 years, literally, they narrow down the possible male perps. Then they identify who was in the city at the time the murder occurred. Then they find that suspect and they obtain his DNA out of the trash. But I want you to hear the perp, Glenn McCurley, in his own words, whining to police. This is from NBC5, our cut 11. Glenn McCurley, in his own words. The then 77-year-old, first defiant, insisting he did not kill Carla Walker in 1974, didn't even know her, then seemingly confessing. A false confession detectives forced out of a sick elderly man, argues his defense. McCurley had been a suspect after the murder for owning a gun magazine like the one found on the scene of Walker's brutal kidnapping. There you're hearing McCurley in his own words whining. I didn't do anything and literally crying and boo-hooing and um, 
snotting the whole shebang until finally he says, I guess I choked her to death. Well, the defense claims that police brutalized the defendant and forced a confession out of him, that he really didn't do it. Yeah, what about that DNA match? What does that mean? In the end, Kim Davignon, what happens in court? So we we spent many, many, many weeks um, in suppression hearings because this was new technology, and the court ruled the DNA was going to be admissible. Um, and so at that point, we thought perhaps he would plead guilty, but he didn't. And so we prepared for trial, and we got to our trial, and three days into the trial when we were on our last few witnesses, honestly, um, he changed his plea to guilty. And in Texas, when you're charged with capital murder and we're not seeking the death penalty, the only sentence is life. And so he was immediately sentenced to life in prison. So, Kim, you got him. We got him. You got him. P-T-L, after all the suffering that family has been through, after all the suffering the quarterback boyfriend has been through, with this cloud hanging on over his head, people still whispering, he did it, he did it, and now... It's a done deal. The guy pled guilty. He did it. All that crying and slobbering in the end, he admits he did it. Dr. Milliman, how does it feel? Amazing. It was the first time this technology, advanced forensic DNA testing, has been admitted in court. Um, I think this shows the importance of working with a lab like Othram, where right. chain of custody is maintained from the very beginning where there's not DNA going around the country or having volunteers work on this case. It's extremely important. Man, it really is, Dr. Middleman. I mean, you, the chief development officer at Othram, hand in hand with the prosecutor, Kim Davignon, has brought this family who suffered over 40 years peace, finally, justice. Nancy Grace signing off. Goodbye, friend. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Overspending on Amazon? Earn while you shop with Drop. Earn rewards on every purchase, online or in-store. Download Drop now and use code DROP11 to get $5 in points. Get rewarded for shopping today. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring Bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.